Okay. Mrs. Johnson? What do you want? I'm <laughs> <laughs> popcorn in my mouth. Um, so, uh, I'm sitting down with Ray, um, Mrs. Johnson, <laughs> uh, who's also my wife. And here we are. That's, and that, is that all you, is that all, is that the introduction you desired? I kind of thought, well, I could tell where we're sitting. We're currently sitting in our dining room. Uh, I'm drinking water <laughs> out of a, um up with a weird twisty straw okay so i want you to take a step back to like 1996 1997 and i want you to imagine the things you used to sip apple juice out of that's what ray is currently drinking water out of i drank with your floats out of here in 1996 that's right i'm thinking of my own childhood not that it was great, great but that's what i was thinking of but we're recreating a better childhood now yeah childhood at the age of 96 and i am drinking root beer because I'm 12. We also have a dish of jelly beans. This is true. And if you hear ruffling, it's because I'm eating popcorn because I cannot stop eating popcorn. So hopefully um, uh, it's not too noisy or distracting. <laughs> and hopefully, if it is, I don't care. I'm going to eat popcorn. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And hopefully also Ray speaks up enough so you can hear her. I don't know if it's going to come through or not. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. On verra. You're so pretentious. Also, I'm crocheting a hat because we have some, is it gold bar? Gold bumper. Gold bumper. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> gold bumper Patreons who have earned themselves a hat because of their generosity. But I'm doing that right now, too. It's yellow, and it's great. Um, so I wanted to... Um, Talk to Ray. I'm going to sip a little bit of this uh, root beer, so if you want to fill in some noise here. With what? How long is it going to take you to sip root beer? Apparently not that long. Um, <laughs> so I'm sitting down with Ray today to talk about um, international travel, um, domestic travel, um, and sort of our experiences with that. Ray has uh, quite extensive amount of international travel if i remember this right you've traveled to more countries than you have states which sounds really impressive but i haven't been to that many states yeah like very little amount of states <laughs> um, we didn't do vacations growing up yeah that's fair um and uh she also has a lot of experience with living in a foreign country um because she lived in france for two years that's true so yeah, I don't know what that means. So um, we're going to kind of talk about international travel. And if you're not into that, then I guess uh, you can just not listen to this. But I think it's kind of interesting. And um, There's a chance it'll be funny. Sometimes it happens. <laughs> sometimes it happens. <laughs> sometimes we're not very funny. <laughs> Most of the time, I reckon you're more funny than me. So hopefully this adds to the humor hopefully okay enough of this nonsense um so i kind of want to talk about our packing um habits because <laughs> this is something that um i'm terrible at uh, but i want you to kind of talk about your packing habits like what sort of tricks or hacks have you found that help you to make sure you have everything that you need um and shit like that well actually there's a story here <laughs> I just remembered. 
<laughs> Why am I not surprised? Um, I hate packing. Actually, when uh, I have a twin sister, and when we were little, I she would always pack for me because I hate folding clothes. Um, and so, but she's a very neat person, and so she would always pack for me so that she would fold my clothes, um, and it would be much more neat and organized. Um, I have gotten a little bit better, but not that much. Um, when I pack for international trips, I, um, like to pack things in gallon-sized Ziploc bags and then, like, roll everything up really tight, pack them in the bags, and then squish all the air out, and so that you have... Why haven't you taught me this? Because you haven't... You have traveled in I your... have. I don't know. You just seem capable. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you right now, I am not capable. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. But maybe sometimes you should. Okay, sorry. Okay, so I'm going to tell you now how to pack for Uzbekistan. Yeah, I appreciate that. Okay, I, so gallon-sized bags. Yeah. Squish all the air out. Or if you can get bigger ones. Like, I did my gallon-sized bags for, like, my underwear and stuff. Um, Because apparently I just admitted to everybody that I don't have that much underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe, haha, it's very small. <laughs> it's not. It's not. <laughs> so, um, if you can find the bigger stuff, like the bigger gallon, bigger than a gallon. Bigger than one gallon. Yeah. Um, you roll everything up really tight, and you squish all the air out, and you zip it up. Um, it helps you get so many more things in your suitcase. Um, I, when I was going back, so when I went to France, I had a lot of stuff, obviously, um, that I moved there with, and then I came back for a couple of weeks, um, in the summer, and then I went back to France, and so I stupidly brought more clothes with me. Back to <laughs> um, France? Back to France. What were you thinking? Well, I thought that when I came home, like moved home, mm-hmm. I would buy another suitcase, but I didn't know because how the hell is anyone supposed to know that a global pandemic is going to happen? So I moved back home from France um, after being in lockdown in Paris, and so I couldn't go buy another suitcase. And so I had to leave all of my clothes, well, a lot of my clothes, um, back in France, just like vacated it in my apartment. Um, But the story there is when I was moving back, um, after those, like, couple weeks that I was home in the U.S., I had, like, a couple Ziploc bags full of things. Um, and then I, uh, we got to the airport, and they weighed my suitcase, and it was way too heavy. Um, and so I was, um, telling this to my coworker David, who was also there. Um, he was standing right next to me in line. And I said, David, I need, I need to get rid of some of my clothes. And his suitcase was not that heavy because he didn't bring more clothes back with him to France. Um, so we had room in a suitcase, and so I gave him a couple Ziploc bags full of clothes, um, which turns out was most of my clothes. So um, there were things in there that I wanted to wear, and I had to text him and be like, hey, do you have my this shirt or these pants or something? And it took him a while to give it back to me, but eventually one day we were at work, and he just handed me a Ziploc bag full of my clothes that I then had to carry around the rest of the day, <laughs> which was inconvenient and also not that funny. But at the time, it seemed very funny just having my suitcase open with 
your whole life really just exposed in the middle of the airport. Right, yeah. yeah. And then deciding what to pass off to your friend that you, right. you there's a good chance you get it back, but there's right. also a small chance that. They don't. Right. Because he doesn't care. Gus. <clears throat> Sorry, our dog Gus um, is kind of a little rat bastard. Uh, I love him. Like, he's a great dog. But he, if there's snacks, he's on it. Yeah. And he, like, will climb up on tables to try to get at your snacks. So if you hear me say Gus or if you hear some, like, rattling of a, what the hell would you call that, a name tag? His collar. His collar. Yeah, thank you. He's trying to eat jelly beans, which we don't want because I want to eat my jelly beans. Yeah, for real. I need to stop eating those jelly beans, though. Um, but more of the story with the Ziploc bag is that it can get you in trouble because you could also pack more than you're allowed with your weight limit. Right. So that gets tricky. Speaking of which, do you know where my scale is? I don't know. I haven't been able to find my scale. Your pocket scale? No, not my pocket scale. Like, my scale scale to check how fucking heavy I am. Oh, it's under the bathroom sink. Oh. (laughs) Sweet. Cool. I can weigh myself now. I couldn't find it for the life of me. Anyway, um, so my packing style is very different from this. It stresses me out. So here's what I do is I, I always get suitcases that are like, um, they're like hard cases and they're like two equal halves, right? So you open like it up. Like zipper on both sides? Yep. Yeah. Like the pockets on both sides. It contains yeah, yeah. everything in half. I see. Yeah, yeah. So it's like uh, a hard case. So picture this, hard case, cut down the middle, and then there's like two zippers on either side so you can like fit everything in the halves and then close it and then zip the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I open everything, open up the middle and then open up both side pockets. And I just randomly chuck whatever I think I need into whichever side I think looks best. Looks best? What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> okay, this here. is aesthetically pleasing on this half? <laughs> yeah, but like it's kind of like Tetris, but chaotic because nothing is going to fit. I hate it. Yeah, I know you hate it. Um... But, so what I do, as I do that, but I also have to take camera gear with me. So this is where like fitting my like lav mics, my tripod, um, just like miscellaneous shit that I can't forget, but it's also really annoying to pack. Like all that also has to fit and not get broken. So what I tend to do is wrap the more expensive things in like sweatshirts. and then like, you know, I close it back up. So, it was, okay, so picture this. Randomly chuck shit into the bag. I've seen it. Okay, and then you've well, seen, seen it. it. Yeah, so yeah, I've yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> but then you zipper close the two halves together, right? Now you still have a good- some real estate. You have some real estate. You've got about three inches. Uh, there's like three inches, so I don't know math really well, but like cubic, you've got some space. You know, there's a little wiggle room and I use that wiggle room. So I I put blankets in there. Oh, that's really smart. Yeah. Oh, I feel like an idiot. I chuck, I put like whatever I couldn't fit, um, in the pockets in there. So it's usually like pants Mm. because I always, for whatever reason, I pack pants last. I think I pack those first. Yeah. But. But bringing your own blanket when you travel 
is so nice because it makes you feel a little bit at home wherever you are. I really like that. But and see, here's the thing is I want to be able to put that in my carry-on because especially on international flights, it gets cold. And sleeping without a blanket feels weird. I don't care if you're sitting up, laying down. Sleeping without a blanket, I, it just does not feel right to or me. Do you use the blankets they give you in your plane or are those like weird for you? Mm. Let's see, the last couple of flights I've been on, they haven't given them to us. Like when I went to Italy, not a thing. It's because COVID, yeah. One time I found No, it, it, that was before Italy. You found a what? Hold on. What you said is more important. <laughs> One you, time I found a band aid in my airplane issue blanket. <laughs> and that is why I will never again take in a blanket unless it's sealed. And like this is for sure never been used before because <laughs> that is terrifying. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite thing, but also I was cold. You used it? Hold on. You used that? Yeah. I was cold. Have you been tested for some diseases that we need to maybe test you for? It was years ago. I'm pretty sure I'm fine. Here. Some of these diseases, you know, they can lay dormant for a long time. Yeah. I just don't want to die. I don't want you to die. Well, I guess we're going to die sometime. <sighs> that stresses me out. Okay. Um... No one's going to listen to this. No one's listening to this. And if you are still listening to this, bless your heart. I don't even know. Man, if you made it this far. Anyway, moving on. We've got to stop underrating ourselves. Maybe oh, people love us. I'd, maybe they love you. Okay, we're just going to move on from this because I'm kind of getting a little bit sad that maybe people don't like us. <laughs> Millions okay. of people are listening more. No, that's definitely not true. I, the one person, I'm Stu. I bet Stu is still listening. Stu, if you're still listening, I love you. You're great. You're my favorite. Okay, so. Okay. Um, so uh, uh, I recommend that maybe you be a little less chaotic <clears throat> in your packing for this upcoming trip, and then you could bring a blanket with you. I love you. I doubt it's going to happen. Well, I could help you. Wait, wait, my sister can help you. See, okay, and I asked Wit to help me with Uzbekistan because you are so well-versed in, like, living in a different country that you're sort of, like, super laissez, like, everything's going to be chill, it's fine. I need someone who's going to freak out a little bit because I will for sure freak out a little bit. Going to Uzbekistan scares me. Like, that's freaky. Yeah. Never even heard anyone speak a language that could be spoken in Uzbekistan, I think. Maybe I haven't, but I'm probably just ignorant of the fact. I think it's a safe bet that we're both pretty ignorant to what the hell's going on in Uzbekistan. Yeah, that's a very safe bet. Um, another thing, so this I learned when we went to Massachusetts um, to visit uh, my aunts out there, um, is the how much time you like to leave between getting to the airport and taking off. I love it. I love airports. So you want to talk about that a little bit? Because I have the opposite feeling about airports, and I just really, I, I need to understand this more. It's just so, I don't know, there's just something nice about being in an airport with, like, that you choose to be there. It's your choice to be there, because sometimes you're just stuck, you know? Like, for example, maybe the plane door doesn't close, and so you have to get off the plane, and then it's like another long time before you get on a plane and you've already taken like seven modes of transportation to get there that sucks and i just want to be home at that point but if you choose to get to the airport 
with enough time, you can just, you can find a chair and sit in it. You don't have to, like, linger around the wall or anything. You have a chair to sit in while you wait for your flight. And I can see you say, if you get there late enough, you don't need to sit down. But I don't want to sweat right before I get on the airplane. I don't want to haul ass to my gate. Because that is so stressful. And then, what if you can't get on your flight? And then, what if your vacation is ruined because you got there 12 hours later and you can only afford to take one day off of work? So, you don't have a vacation, actually. You just were stressed for three days. (laughs) 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 But not getting paid for it. And so, I just, I don't know. And airports are great when you're not afraid of viruses because... There's people going all sorts of places, and maybe it's families taking their first family vacation together, or this part makes me sad when you see, like, middle-aged men in suits sitting at the airport because you know that they're traveling, and it makes me sad. Um, Why does it make you sad? I don't know, because my dad travels a lot for work, and I was just, like, missed him when he was gone, and I know that he missed us, so it made me sad to see, like, middle-aged guys in suits just, like, on another flight. One time walking through the airport, I saw this guy with no shoes on, and the only thing he had in his hand was a bag of lemons. What? Yeah. What's, wait, wait, what country? This was here in the U.S. I'm pretty sure it was in Minneapolis. What the fuck? I know. A bag of lemons? Yeah, this is why I like getting to the airport early. One time, when my sister and my mom were picking me up from the airport when I came back from Peru, I was so excited because it was my first international trip, it was like two days before Christmas, and I had spent my birthday away from my family because I had my birthday when I was in Peru. And they saw Hulk Hogan. He's like a WWE oh, wrestler yeah, yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's maybe it's a different kind of thing. He's he's famous. Hulk Hogan. He's huge. <laughs> <laughs> Look him up if you don't know him. Um, that's all they have been able to talk about for the last seven years is how when they picked me up from the airport, they saw Hulk Hogan. And... Boo-hoo, I came home too. <laughs> so, there's interesting things you can see in the airport, and you cannot be stressed. So, I like to show up to the airport five minutes before boarding. Oh, I hate that. And that is my happy place. But here's the thing with There's me. no way that's your happy place. That's a stupid happy place. Pick <laughs> oh, babe, that's so rude. <laughs> no, it's true. Okay, hear me out. Why does that make you happy? Because I... Okay. Traveling, like getting to the airport, getting on the flight, the whole time in the flight, I, okay, so I have like pretty bad anxiety, right? (laughs) Most folks do, but I also have a lot of issues with sensory. So I know when I get on an airplane, there's nothing productive happening. I'm freaking out literally from wheels up to wheels down. I am not even on this earth. Right? Well, literally. literally. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that doesn't happen often. <clears throat> and the one time I'm funny right there. Uh, so I just know that my whole traveling experience is like, I am, n- it's not even a good time. I'm not even having a good time. Right? <laughs> so if I can spend as little time possible in that hellhole, I am happy. (laughs) My happy place is being so stressed, I can't even think about how much time I'm wasting. That's so weird. But, but, okay, but hear me out. When I'm on vacation, especially, like, so if when we travel to, like, Mass, Mm -hmm. 
when I'm on vacation and I'm just chilling, I'm not going somewhere for work where I have to like be on and like focused or whatever because most times when I travel places like I touch down somewhere and then I'm in work mode until I leave that city mm-hmm. but if we're just chilling like going to see my family out in mass like if we show up to the airport like two hours before our flight takes off and we just get to hang out do crossword puzzles and um, touch the glass on the other side of the terminal. Like, that's fun for me. I love it. If I was there... Oh, yeah, I, forgot. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> we were bored as shit in the North Carolina... Uh, not North Carolina, Jesus. The Charlotte Airport. And uh, we were waiting on our layover, and we had a first-class seat. Yeah. That was we cool. got upgraded. We are not bougie. We are the exact... Yeah. We are dirty hippies. <laughs> dirty, filthy, <laughs> disgusting hippies. But... We got upgraded to first class because of some circumstance. It was great, but we got bored. And so um, we had a stupid game where we'd walk to one of the terminal, touch the glass, and then walk back. And then we would walk to a different terminal and touch the glass <laughs> and then walk back. I forgot all about that. <laughs> we are very easy to entertain. Yeah. It does not take a lot, especially if you have snacks. Oh, so, no. yeah, snacks, you got us. Um so that's like, and so it's different, right? So if I'm traveling for work, like when I leave, so I leave on uh, Wednesday for Denver. I leave, I think I take off at like 9 a.m. I think you leave Thursday. Oh, excuse me, Thursday. Yep, that's right. We've talked about this several times. I also don't know what day it is ever. So I'm always like a couple days leading up to taking off. I'm having many heart attacks thinking I'm supposed to be on an airplane. And this happens literally every time i don't know how to fix myself but i feel like a total <laughs> moron night well i mean flying aside i feel like a total moron all the time sorry gus is playing with a chew toy and we just want to make sure he wasn't gonna poop on the floor well i thought it was trash oh yeah he's also known to do that because he's a jackass um uh so like on thursday when i have to leave out of madison i straight up i think my flight takes off at nine I straight up will probably call an Uber at like eight. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm going to be traveling with literally everything I need to go to Uzbekistan because I'm going straight from Denver to Chicago, Chicago to Istanbul, Istanbul to Uzbekistan, right? Oh my God. <laughs> so let's get off of that subject before Ray just shits herself. That is not enough time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'll figure it out. Oh my God. Anyway, um, I kind of wanted to talk about crazy stories, um, and I have one um, that still, like, makes me want to die a little inside, um, but I kind of want to hear, tell what, like, the India story, or, like, any sort of crazy travel story, because um, I have a crazy one, I want to see what your crazy one is. Um... Uh, it, just so you know, she's not being silent. She's I'm snacking eating. on popcorn. Yeah. And so while Ray's thinking, I'm just going to continue to speak so you're not alone in this time. Will you... I don't know! Like... Babe, we just talked... Okay, what about the India one where you had to sit outside and wait till the... I mean, that's not that crazy. It was just inconvenient because um, we... My sister and I went to India... For uh, it's a really cool thing. It was like a travel study class. We were in India for two weeks, and coming back from India, we had 
so on the way there, we had a seven-hour flight to Paris and then like a seven-hour flight to uh, Mumbai and then a one-hour flight to the like the rural village that we were going to be staying in. What year is this? 2017. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah, so... But, so all that happened, but on the way back, we had that first flight was the one hour flight out of this tiny town um, into Mumbai. So we got that flight into Mumbai, but then we like were so early <laughs> to get there that we couldn't get our new boarding passes yet. And so we just had to sit like outside the airport for I don't know, it felt like 20 hours, but maybe it was only six, um, for a very long time. <laughs> and my friend really wanted chocolate at that point. Like, we were desperate for chocolate. So she went to this, like, stand and found peanut M&M's. And she spent 850, um, uh, I don't remember the currency for it. Does it start with R? Rupees. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, was, I wanted to say rupees, but I didn't think it was right. <laughs> I like to think it was euros, which is not right. Um, Definitely not euros. Not euros. So she spent 850 rupees on... How many monies is that? I'm going to tell you in just a second. Oh, okay. On a, like, shareable size bag of M&M's. What's shareable? Like, the bag that's marked shareable. Where it's like, like family size? Where you're like, oh, I could eat this, and I'm like offended that they think that this is sharing size oh gross yeah right? yeah like it's it's basically it's a single serving of right. peanut m&ms let's be real like, right but they have that blue thing on it that says sharing yeah that's a dumb. total little bullshit i don't bullshit. even have people i want to share m&ms with <laughs> ouch you don't eat m&ms they're not vegan babe the peanut okay the vegan m&ms we have in the cookies those are baller if we always had those i would be happy except they don't they say are. peanut m&ms for sharing no that's true <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, anyway. So here we go. They cost $16. <laughs> she spent 16 monies yeah. on, on peanut, peanut M&M's. M&M's. And not even like a family size. I'm talking like the resealable bags. No, We're not, not talking those. that. Definitely not those. No. Oh my God. Because that, hear me out, $16 when you're in India, that'd be worth it for yeah. sure. $16 for a single, like that costs what? Like $1.50 US if you're right. in the US? Right. The thing is, we had also, like, um, we had gotten... Keep going. Will has a nosebleed. I don't know how. Keep going. I know how, because you were putting a chip clip on your nose. (laughs) So, we had gotten these um, saris made for us, and they were gorgeous. Um, And, like, one of the first things that they did when we got to this, um, like place for this trip is they like took your measurements to make you a custom sari and it cost more for this bag of m&ms than it cost to get a custom sari made for you what's a sari like the traditional um uh dress that indian women wear what yeah like with the big fabric that just like wraps around so you, it costs more for M&M's than that. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And then the fun thing is, like, on our last night there, we all wore the saris. It was total cultural appropriation. It was bad. Um, but maybe it's different if you're in the country. I don't know. I don't think it is. 
I'm not really sure on the etiquette there, but it was fun. And um, we had a great experience. They, we had this like fun feast um, and it was so great. And we had um, like musicians playing um, traditional music from this like village and we were wearing our saris and we were dancing and we were eating such good food. And my friend and my sister and I are all like, I am never going to be this fancy again. My wedding dress won't be as fancy as this, which is definitely, definitely true. true because my wedding dress came from the thrift store and I had to hem it like 20 minutes before our wedding. And it was also just a sundress. It was great. It was I loved great. it. It has pockets. I didn't wear shoes. Same. I also didn't wear you shoes. You also didn't wear shoes, but my wedding dress was way less fancy than... Well, I've dressed fancier for other people's weddings. We dressed fancier for uh, Jake and Caroline's wedding. We did. We looked good that day. We looked, we looked really good. <laughs> I don't... And let me tell you, for anyone still listening... For all one of you, hi, Stu. If you need a suit jacket, Stu... <laughs> Let me just address you directly. I'm just gonna address you directly, Stu, because you're probably the only one out there. Um, it's hard to find a suit jacket, um, and we had to go to we had to go to like so many stores. Especially for your jacked arms, Stu. I can't imagine that being a good time. I don't know where you're gonna go, but you have to go to the big and tall section and just hem it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's gonna have to happen. Will currently has a Kleenex stuck up his nose. <laughs> I hate it here. I'm um, really sorry. Do you said I was putting a chip clip on my nose? Yeah, you were putting this chip clip. Are you serious? I was on putting it nose. on my nose? Yeah, you were doing it like this. I had no idea I was doing that. So that's how I know that you probably got a bloody nose that night because you had a chip clip on it. Because I'm an idiot. I'm really sorry for that. I thought it was funny. Well, I'm glad you think it was funny. I'm personally kind of annoyed and offended that the chip cook gave me a bloody nose yeah also watch out because gus might eat those i'm, I'm watching gus um so we had to go to so many jc pennies well two of them because we went to in madison there are only two in madison but we went to one and then we went to like 17 other stores this ate up like four of our weeknights trying to find a suit jacket for this wedding and that's a lot yeah um because we like to be home and Finally, we decided to just make the loop again. <laughs> Went back to the first store. Show enough, that's where we found a jacket. Mm -hmm. But I think they must have been like, on like new on the floor or so, I don't know because they were not there. Yeah, we didn't a see them before. The first time. Right. It was a pain in the ass, but it was worth it because we looked good. We looked really good, Gussie. Um. So did you tell the rest of your? Yeah, um, that the sari cost less than the M&M's and we had to sit in the airport like outside the airport for six hours that's bananas to me yeah and it was wild but it was a really fun trip my sister got pushed by a monkey oh my god I remember that story sorry I was about to say like I've I can <laughs> I just that. <laughs> I so vividly remember how I thought it happened in my head that I was just like oh yeah I was there I was yeah. I, I was definitely not, you were there. not there but uh, it was wild and we were it happened when we were at this really like thousands and thousands of year old Jainist temple and it was so cool still standing it was incredible um it was like this unreal thing and um this guy um he was like with us for the tour um 
he uh, was like asking us what kinds of things in our country we have that are like equivalent to this and we're like absolutely nothing <laughs> we have nothing equivalent to this nope. 2000 year old temple no none yeah so i don't know travel is just really cool because it there's a lot of things that are cool about it but just to realize like how young of a country we are and how much we have to learn from other people even though we think that we're so big and tough yeah. as a country <laughs> right uh so my story is not nearly as fun also if i sound nasally it's because again there's a kleenex stuck up my nose uh because <laughs> i'm an idiot <laughs> and if you weren't sure if i was an idiot before you know full now i'm a moron <laughs> Stu. <laughs> Stu knows. Stu knows but just to reiterate Stu, i'm a moron uh so my story is not nearly as fun as that uh so this was uh, just before the pandemic shut everything down. So this is like uh, late January, early February of 2020. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yep. I don't remember that things anymore. That's okay. Me neither. Who knows? It was a different lifetime ago. Yeah. For real. Uh, so I uh, am living in Worcester, Massachusetts at the time. And if you don't know, That's- Worcester uh is spelt like worcester but apparently people in massachusetts don't know how to properly speak english that's a joke they probably know how to speak much more proper english because they used to be british (laughs) that's fair just know that it doesn't look like it should sound it doesn't sound like it should i'm gonna shut up i think everyone gets it okay it's spelled not like it's Sounds. Remember, I'm a moron. Okay, so um, I booked a flight from JFK to Rome, right? And it was like 235 round trip, 235 monies, right? Uh, for those of you that don't know, JFK uh, is in New York and Wor- Worcester, excuse me, I almost, <laughs> almost said Worcester. Said <laughs> uh, Worcester is about an hour flight. I think maybe it's an hour and 10 minute flight to JFK. So I was like, okay, cool. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to book this flight from JFK to Rome. Perfect. What I'm going to do then is book a flight from Worcester. (laughs) Son of a bitch. I'm going to book this flight from Worcester to JFK. And then it'll be fine. I'll just get to JFK. I'll go out of security, go back in through security or whatever I have to do to get to the international terminal and just go. So I show up to Worcester airport at like, I think it's 6 a.m. of the day I'm supposed to leave for uh, Rome. And my flight out of JFK takes off, I think at like two o'clock. So like 1400, right? Mm -hmm. So I get to the airport at like six, I go through security, it's all fine and good. I'm waiting for dust to let us into a JetBlue flight. Uh-huh. This is important. JetBlue does not operate out of a lot of airports, right? Like it's pretty like East Coast. There's a couple of Midwestern states that use it. But for the most part, it's just kind of like East Coast, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. So they have a hub of people that work for JetBlue in Boston. But this is just like a little puddle jumper plane, right? There's only meant to go to either JFK or to Boston. Sure. 
Like, it's not flying anywhere else. Mm -hmm. So, the plane is busted. And they don't have people that can be there to fix it until, like, they have to drive them in a bus from Boston (laughs) to Worcester. Which, for a bus ride, is about an hour and a half if you're not dealing with traffic. Right. I'm guessing they were dealing with traffic. They were dealing with traffic. This was, uh, I reckon this was a Wednesday or a Thursday. So there was traffic. It was a weekday. Mm-hmm. There was stuff going on. So they're like, hey, your plane is broken. You have two options. Option A, wait for the maintenance people to get here at close to 10, p- 10 a.m. They might be able to fix the plane. And when they do, you'll be able to get on that plane and go to JFK. But you don't know if it's going to work out or not. Right. Or you can get on this bus that's leaving in two minutes. Shit. We're going to drive you to Boston and you have to figure out what you're going to do to get to JFK. Yikes. It's on you. I hate that. That's why I always think you should get to the airport early. To be fair, I was at the airport early for this trip. Okay, that's fair. Yep. And it, w- it was out of my control. Yeah. Okay, so hear me out. So I get on the bus because I'm like, I don't know, and I'm not going to put the fate of this in someone else's hands, right? Right. So I raised really rude and decided to keep her phone on. I'm just kidding. Sorry, it was my dad. It's oh, a, I was a joke. Christmas. Ch- uh. Ch- <laughs> it was a joke. God, I hate oh. this. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Stu. Sorry, Stu. <laughs> He's you, not listening anymore. He, you know, he gave up a while ago. <laughs> So, he um, gave up when we told him how to buy his clothes. <laughs> <laughs> he said, fuck you guys, I don't know how to do this. Yeah, except for you wouldn't say fuck. That's true. Yeah. Gosh darn you guys. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna shut now. No, I'm gonna keep talking. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna keep talking about the appropriate thing that we're talking about. Okay, hear me out. how they put you on the bus. So I get on this bus, and it's going towards Boston Logan. Again, it's about an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And I'm desperately looking for flights to go from Boston to JFK. Sure enough, I found one, but it was going to cost it was on a different airline, so it was on American. Mm-hmm. And it was going to cost me over $400 to get from Boston to JFK. Yikes. Remember, my flights to from JFK to Rome round trip were 235. Oh my god, I forgot about that part. Yeah, this is where it gets super offensive. So, <laughs> I was livid. So I get to Boston, I buy these stupid freaking flights, I email JetBlue and I'm like, you, you, you sir, madam or otherwise, owe me 400 monies. And probably more because you're a pain in my ass. So yeah. you owe me lots of monies, darn it. Uh, so I take this flight um, and it lands in JFK. It's supposed to land in JFK at like 1230. It was taking off at like, I think 1015, 10, 10 a.m. or something mm-hmm. like that. Essentially, I had enough time once I got to Logan to go through security, and I was, like, getting on the airplane. Oh, did you have time to go to the bathroom? Yeah, sure. Because I hate going to the bathroom on planes. Yeah, I don't. I try my best to avoid that. That was me this time, I think. No, that was you. Well, either way. So, um, uh, I get on the plane, and I'm like, cool, everything's going to work out. I'm going to land in JFK. I'm sorry, land at JFK at 12... 20 12 40 i can't remember what i said mm-hmm. and then all i have to do is get to the international terminal and my flight takes off at two i'll be fine but there was a storm <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> of course there was a freaking storm so 
uh, we're just like I kind of check out of life for most of the flight. And again, this the flight from Boston to JFK is even shorter. I think it was like maybe forty five minutes, fifty minutes, something sure. like doesn't matter. Uh, and so I check out of life, and then I've noticed at this point. Because I'm starting to like, I'm like just noticing that we're feeling like we're going around in circles. And sure enough, we are. We're going around circles around New York City. And this whole time, there's a shit ton of turbulence. Like, I was like, this is how I'm going to die. Mm. Like, I'm not going to make it off this airplane. I love turbulence. There was pissing down rain. Like, because we're below the clouds at this point. We're trying to land. Mm -hmm. And they're like, hey, I'm sorry. We can't land right now because of the weather conditions and, like, there are things backed up. We'll try to get you touched on as soon as possible. So I'm freaking the fuck out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Finally, we land, and I'm just thankful at this point that I can walk on the ground. Did you kiss the dirty ground? No, I didn't because I didn't have time. (laughs) (laughs) Because... We were supposed to land. I okay. I can't remember like the exact details, but we were supposed to land a lot earlier than we did. And I very vividly remember that I had thirty minutes to get from my gate to the gate that takes off to Rome. And I don't know if you've been to JFK because I don't know you. And uh, I think I have. I'm not talking to you. Oh, sorry. I'm talking to <laughs> Stu, which I do know. But JFK is a wretched pain in the ass because all of the terminals are connected by a tram and the international terminal is the last stop on the tram this day that I was there because I was at a different terminal. And I swear, man, this freaking it took for, first of all, it takes forever for the tram to get to you. And then the tram takes forever to stop. It, or maybe it doesn't, but it just felt like it because right. I was crunched for time. I had 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So then I have to, I realize that I have to check in for my flight at Air Italy's um, thing. What's it called? The, yeah. like, desk? No, uh, well, sort of. But, like, where you check your bags and stuff. What's that called? Baggage check. Yeah, sure. So you have to check in there. Because they, what they have to do is check your carry-on to make sure it's not over the weight mm-hmm. limit. I'm an idiot. Remember, I'm a complete moron. So I didn't look to see what the weight requirements were. So I show up with my camera bag, my hulking camera bag on my back. And thank God they didn't ask me to take it off to like weigh it because it was way over the limit. Your back can tell you that. My back can tell you that for sure. I remember at this point too, my glutes were on fire (laughs) because I was sprinting with this like 40 or 50 pound bag on my back. Also, like, at this point, I was carrying my uh, carry-on bag, too, because I didn't have time to deal with it, like, rolling on the ground. I picked it up, and I was bear-hugged, running this thing um, across the baggage claim, whatever. Yeah. Um, I was not a great time. I was not even having a good time. <laughs> so then I get to the uh, fucking kiosk, and they weigh my carry-on bag, and the woman behind the counter looks at me, and she says, this is, like, five pounds over the limit. And she looks down and notices that I maybe have five minutes before my plane starts boarding. And she's like, you can go. This woman saved my life. God bless people like that. Oh, my goodness. I cannot tell you. I I almost cried. I almost (laughs) cried in gratitude. I would have. Yeah. Maybe I did. 
I don't remember. You probably did. I probably did. I'm an emotional <laughs> wreck. So then I'm running towards security. Security forever. Like, because they don't have TSA pre for, for international flights. Like, you just have to do the boring stay you in love line. TSA pre. TSA pre. If you don't have TSA pre and you fly pretty frequently domestically, you need TSA pre. And that's, that's all I'm going to say about that. Get TSA pre. That's 85 our ad for TSA. That is our ad for TSA pre. And honestly, if the passport agency hears this or TSA or whoever has control of those sorts of things, I need my passport. Please and thank you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure TSA pre check is what's gonna give you your passport. Well, I know they're connected somehow, right? Sure. It doesn't matter. So I get through security and again booking it to my gate. And I get there just as they're calling my boarding group. And then I get on the plane and I make it to Italy. And I almost shit my pants five times that day. (laughs) (laughs) It was a wretched, no good, disgusting, filthy, fucking trash day. And I never wish it upon anyone because it sucked so bad. It was the absolute worst. Yeah, travel, man. Travel. Okay, the, the, I, sh- I retract that. It was not the worst day ever. I understand there are people that go through way worse things on a daily basis. But travel is stressful. Travel is stressful. And I understand that I'm so privileged to be able to go to Italy, to be able to do these things. Um, but you would have liked like, for it to be a little bit easier. I would have paid many monies that I don't have to make that a more enjoyable experience. Well, you did pay a lot of... Money. I paid. And it wasn't. So JetBlue. So this story is almost over. Know. I promise the story is almost over. JetBlue gets back to me and they're like, "We can't give you four hundred monies because you had dollars? to spend excuse me dollars. <laughs> we save monies in our house. We can't give you four hundred dollars because of this incident. But what we can do is give you four hundred dollars of travel credits for this." For this snap foo. So you can travel on JetBlue Airlines, this company that wretchedly screwed you over. We you. Lost in New York. Oh, fuck's sake. And then the pandemic happens and I move to Texas. And let me tell you, JetBlue does not operate in Texas. Of course they don't. You don't have that kind of luck. I don't have that kind of luck. So I did get to use these travel credits um for my flight uh to the dominican for uh pan ams 2021 well i guess it was 2020 but rescheduled to 2021 right so the the monies i paid were you know put into an account for me to use for pan ams although i did have to spend another like three or four hundred dollars because i screwed up that's another story and i'm not going to get into it Stu knows that story he doesn't need to hear it again (laughs) Because straight up, I was on the phone with him as it was transpiring. So he's he's heard this story. He's part of this story. And Stu, I won't make you go through it again. Um, yeah. Uh, I have a note in here for to to for Ray to talk about when her passport was stolen. Um, but I honestly, I think we should call it here. Yeah. Point is, my passport was stolen, and it sucked. So do everything you can to protect your passport. And hear me out. If your passport's even close to expiring, get on that shit right now. Yeah, if real you quick. if you don't plan on traveling anywhere for like three months, do it now. Because if you are an idiot like me, again, I'm a moron. If you're an idiot like me, 
and wait until you think like, oh, it should be okay by now. It's not okay. Do it now. And that's all I have to say about that. Well, thanks everybody for listening, if you did. If you're still here, bless you. I don't really even know why you would, because this was... This was our first podcast, okay? Let's, well, this was my first podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. I guess that is weird. You're get Ooh, that's strange. <laughs> Wild. So, I don't know. I feel like we did okay. I'm going to just give us some credit here. We yeah, did okay. We did fine. I made some progress on my hat. Well, it's not yours. Well, the hat that I'm making. Yeah. I made some progress on it. You yeah. had a bloody nose. I had a bloody so nose. So cleared that up for a little while. And, and now we're going to go bleach tie-dye some shit. Yeah. So if you want a bleach tie-dyed shit thing, <laughs> it's a shirt. It's a shirt. <laughs> to be clear, we're not tie-dying tie shit. shit. We are tie-dying shirts. And so you can go ahead and order one. Um, there's also a little bit of a bonus if you are... Um, just go check out Patreon. <laughs> because I don't remember the... If you're bumpers? part of yeah the bumpers, if, so if you're part of the blue, red, or gold bumpers, you get um, discounts on everything always. So go check it out because if you know Will, you know that he has some uh, merch pretty often that is usually tie dye. Merch. I hate that word so much. Can we never use it again? Let's never use it again. Thank you. Okay. We'll be selling stuff once in a while, and I'll let you know when we do. And yeah. right now we are selling some stuff. And we're going to go make samples of said stuffs. So, we hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Yeah. Stu, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving, buddy. <laughs> I if Okay, hear me out. If anyone is still here, please, wherever you're listening to this, just make a comment and have the comment say cheese. And then I'll know. That's how you know that everyone listened to the end? Yep. And I, if Stu puts a cheese emoji in the comment section, I will be, I'll be made whole. Okay. That's all I need. So we're looking to you, Stu, to make Will whole. Yeah, put a cheese emoji in the comment section. Okay, bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening. Um, this has been a lot of fun, and uh, I'm not editing this at and we all. we ate a whole bowl of jelly beans. No, we're almost done with jelly beans. There's still jelly beans in there. Don't have to lie to you. <laughs> okay. Well, bye, everybody. Um, I'm sorry. For fuck's sake, end it. I'm working on it. <laughs> fuck. Uh, I'm going to AO finals after this, um, and I'm hoping to sit down with a couple people and, uh, talk to them. So if there's anyone that you're like, Hey, you should talk to this person, DM me or please email me actually, because DMs suck and they make me really anxious. So you can email me, uh, will at willbraltphotography.com, even though I'm now Will Johnson. Um, and if you don't know how to spell my name, then, um, you can also just go to my website, barbellstories.com and hit me up there with the contact me thing. Um, if you're still here, thank you so much. And, uh, check out Patreon, check out my Instagram, go subscribe on YouTube. If you like YouTube things, or if you don't like YouTube things, go subscribe anyway, cause it helps me out and tell your parents and your <laughs> grandma and your sister, um, and anyone who will listen to me babble to do things, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how to do this. They'll get better from here. Hopefully. If not, this is what you have to look forward to. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you later. You ended it like a voicemail. Yeah, I know. I'm a loser. <laughs>
Bye!